Happy Friday, fellas, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Fade the Narrative podcast, hosted by yours truly, Bretton Swick. You might know me from TikTok as Swick's Picks or Day Trade Betting. Um, got a got a decent following from TikTok. Decided to get a podcast going because I want to get more in depth, right? TikTok, the videos are pretty short. Um, you can't really explain too much. You got to grab people's attention in the first six seconds. Here, I'll be able to explain a lot more. And the whole premise of this podcast, right? The fade the narrative. We're going to be going through how the books are trying to trap the public, what narratives they're pushing out. We're going to give you updates, weekly updates on those exact narratives um, to look for those trap games and to be able to figure out how to use the Vegas mindset on your own. Now, today is Friday. Yesterday, obviously, was Thursday Night Football, where we saw the Bears, who were plus six against the Commanders. Now, on TikTok, that was my free pick. I gave out the Bears plus six. And this was the perfect example of a Vegas mindset play. We're going to get right into it. Now, why is this a, why is this a, a, my, uh, a Vegas mindset play? So the first thing you got to do is you got to break down why the public is thinking a certain way or what the public is going to be thinking. Now, the easy way to decipher it for this game, the books aren't trying to give away free money, fellas. The books are not trying to give away free money. That's why so many people see these lines and they think, oh, it's the lock of a century. Your uncle sees sees the commanders at minus six, right? They're two and two. They just played the Eagles, who are a top three team in the league. And they went to overtime. They still lost, but they went to overtime. And on the other hand, you see the Bears, who are 0-4, arguably the worst team in the NFL going into last night. And they're plus six on the road. Anyone in their right mind, if they're if they're a new sports better, you're new to the game, you're new to the industry. Your mind is going to go directly for the commanders, right? That's the public mindset. And it's pretty easy to see, again, with those things that I listed. Now, the next thing to look at here. So, obviously, we know the public mindset. The public's going to be leaning towards the, the commanders in this game. Now, the Vegas mindset isn't necessarily just fading the public, right? Because the public can be right. So you have to have reasoning behind your pick other than, oh, I think that the public's going to go this way. No, like it takes more analysis than that. So let's dive into what I was looking at personally before this game and the reasons why I was leaning the Bears for the plus six. So number one, they had signs of life the week before in week four, right? They were up 28 to seven in the first half, not in the first half, actually right after the first half, they were up 28 to seven against the Broncos. Now, mind you, they ended up losing that game outright, but that was still the best that they looked all year. And they did show some signs of life. Again, Fields came out. He was balling in that first half. Um, That's what you want to see. Obviously, you need that for an entire game, but that's what you want to see. Um, number two, the Commanders are not that good of a team. They've been getting gassed up this entire year. Obviously, they started out 2-0, but those first two wins, they barely beat the Cardinals, and they barely beat the Broncos. 
who the Bears just lost by three points to. So it was a close game on their end too. And then in week three, the Commanders got spanked by the Bills in Washington, right? And then obviously week four was their overtime loss to the Eagles. But the problem with that, the public, again, is giving way too much weight to the fact that, oh, they played the Eagles tough. They took them to overtime. No, no. Every single team that's played the Eagles has played them tough. The Eagles, yes, they're undefeated. They're 4-0. But they have not looked that good, right? They're getting the job done. They're winning games. But they're letting every single team hang in there. So, no, I'm not that impressed that they brought it to overtime. I'm just not. And then number three, right? The Bears and Fields are backed in a corner. Plain and simple. 0-4, bottom of the league, right? All I'm hearing is coach needs to be fired. Fields is done. It's over for him in Chicago. When these kind of narratives are getting pushed out, it turns into a they've got nothing to lose. It's a carefree kind of game, right? They're gonna they're gonna switch some things up. They're gonna try some new things. Um, they're gonna shake some stuff up. That's what they need. Um, again, a couple narratives for this game going in. Is Fields' time is up? Is his time up? Is his time up? And not only that, the Bears were also on a 14-game losing streak, which I saw multiple graphics being pushed out by the books. Again, trying to sway you to bet the commanders. Um, yeah, all these narratives, they try to sway public betters. And, and rightfully, so, like, it's understandable, you know, why these new sports betters can get trapped so easily. Because they make it, they try, they make it make perfect sense, right? They'll show you, they'll give you the statistics. They'll tell you the Bears are on a 14-game losing streak. They're 0-4 this year. They've looked horrible. Right, they'll give you all the stats to make you feel extremely confident in that pick. Um, ultimately, though, they know, they know, they always have a lean, and that's where the Vegas mindset comes in. So now let's go over what actually happened in that game because it is Friday, right? Game happened last night. The Bears won outright, forty to twenty, a twenty-point victory. They were six-point underdogs on the road. They win by twenty. Vegas mindset to a T. Public was all over the Commanders. And what do the Bears do? Not only do they easily cover, but they win outright and almost by three touchdowns. I mean, it's ridiculous. Any public better is going to be in shambles today. Because they thought there was absolutely no way. No shot. I think the Commanders were two, minus 245 on the money line. Everyone thought that was probably a lock of the century for their parlays. When no. Fellas, when you see these trap games and you see these trap lines, it's never smart to take that favored team or whatever team you think the trap is on money line wise. It's just not smart. Why would you take the Commanders money line when you don't think they're going to cover six points. It's just not smart. Or if you don't think Vegas is going to. To think that way. Again, that's that's what the Vegas mindset is. It's getting out of the public, public point of view. right? You have to separate yourself from the pack. 
if I'm looking at a game and something jumps out at me, I'm probably going to go the opposite. Fellas, if it doesn't make sense, it makes sense. And we're going to go over a couple more games for this Sunday a little later on. Um, But now I want to get into sort of the different ways that the sports books will, you know, send out narratives or send out promotions or emails or anything like that to try and sway sports betters, right? Because if not everyone's just watching every single game, not everyone knows what's going on, they need the extra little push, and it's very easy for these sports books to convince people to bet a, a certain game when they're sending out emails or sending out notifications and and swaying them. Um, so I just want to look at first BetMGM. I, I took a look at them. They sent out an email. Um, the top three matchups for week five, right? Um, and that first game again, Bears versus Commanders. Fellas, they know that first of all, it's a primetime game, right? Thursday night. They know everyone's going to be betting it. Not only that, but they know that line is such a trap line that they know they're going to get people and they sure as hell did, right? But Bears win outright. Vegas got paid. But if you were smart and you listened to what I said and we're on the Bears, that we got paid. Now, that second game um, for a top three matchup, Jags-Bills. Now, this is an interesting one, right? Buffalo's 3-1, and one, right? They lost week one against the Jets. Josh Allen played horrible. Three interceptions, fumble, whatever. They, they lose in overtime. Great. The Jags, on the other hand, two and two, really haven't looked good at all. They've been they've been mediocre at best, right? Um, and then if we look at last week, the Bills just beat the Dolphins by twenty eight points. A t- against a team where a lot, who a lot of people said should be the number one, right? Should be the number one team in the league. Just got spanked by twenty eight, right? And the Jags on the other hand. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. Jags, on the other hand, again, they've been mediocre at best. They finally played a good game last week against the Falcons. But up until then, you know, eight-point loss to the Chiefs at home. Just really kind of scraping by. Um, now, as a public better, don't even, lo- don't even look at the Jags at all. If, if you strictly look at the Bills... As a public better, what what are you going to think that line should be? Now, mind you, this game is in London, okay? The Jags played in London last week against the Falcons, and they're, they stayed there. So they've been there for a while. Um, so, and they're essentially the home team, right? They always play there. Um, but the again, the Bills just beat the Dolphins by 28, a team who a lot of people thought were the number one team in the league. The spread is only five and a half points favoring Buffalo. Only five and a half points, fellas. That's less than the Commanders versus Bears spread. This line screams trap. Again, the Jags have been mediocre at best. And the Bills just got done stomping the Dolphins by 28 last week. 
every single public better is going to run to their sports book and hammer the Bills minus five and a half because there's no way that they don't win by at least a touchdown, right? If they can beat the Dolphins by four touchdowns, there's no way they can't beat the the bum-ass Jags by one touchdown. Are you kidding me? It's two field goals, five and a half points, two field goals. Such a trap line. Such a trap line. Um, And they know this, and that's why they're highlighting it as a top three matchup. Now we look at the third, the third matchup that they're giving. They're promoting as a, as a must-bet kind of game. Ravens-Steelers. Now, I'm not sure why they think this is a top matchup. Because, again, this I mean, it's a divisional game. But the Steelers have looked horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. I know they're 2-2. Two and two. I get it. But that offense has looked horrible. And the defense hasn't been doing enough to win them games. It's as simple as that. Last week, the Ravens beat the Browns 28-3. Stomped them. No Deshaun Watson for the Browns. But still, hanging 28 on the Browns defense. Good accomplishment. Good win for them. On the other hand, the Steelers lost to the Texans. Steelers lost to the Texans 30-6. 30-6. Okay. They got stomped. They looked horrible. I had the Steelers defense for my fantasy league. They get negative six points, right? Shambles all over the place. They put up six points on the offensive end, and the defense gets clipped by a rookie quarterback. Now, again, Ravens win 28-3 last week. Steelers lose by, by 24 last week. The Ravens are only minus four and a half. Again. Any public better who isn't going to do legitimate research is going to look at those games from this past week and are going to immediately hammer the Ravens. They're going to hammer them. You have to dive further into analysis when it comes to these games, though. It's not just surface level. You have to understand that the Ravens-Steelers matchup is a divisional matchup. Not only that, but it's in Pittsburgh, right? When Pittsburgh played the Browns at home, Pittsburgh got the job done. And my whole thing with this game is week one, right? Steelers got smoked by the 49ers. Great. 49ers are probably the best team in the league right now. No one's truly that surprised. But you go into week two then, and the defense bounced back in a major way at home. Against the Browns. And I think it's a great spot for them to do it again. Again, it's a divisional matchup. They're at home. And they got clipped last week. Everything lines up perfectly for them to have a much better game. Um, so, again, those were... That that was just one sports book too, fellas. This was BetMGM. Um, and, again, that was just an email that they sent out. So, I mean, I would implore all of you... To sign up for those email notifications, sign up for those email campaigns from the sports books, any sports book you can, honestly, because they all send these out and they will all give away information, vital information that if you have the Vegas mindset, you can understand that you should be fading the narratives that they're sending out, right? Again, they don't want you winning. They don't want people winning money off of them. It's as simple as that. They're not going to be 
feeding you information and stats so that you can win every single bet so that they lose money. That's just not how it works. But people don't understand that. People just see the stats and they think, oh, this is a lock. It It has to hit. You have to think deeper. Um, okay. Now we're going to go to the final part of this segment. We're going to have our first Fishy Line Friday, fellas. Fishy Line Friday, fellas. We're going to go over all the lines for Sunday's games in the NFL that automatically jump out right as traps um and just just fishy lines in general like something's up something's up with these lines starting out with the first game we got falcons first the texans okay we're just going to simply go over what happened last week and then talk about why the line is fishy the way it is now last week the falcons got clipped clipped by the Jags in London. Okay. That's in everyone's mind still. On the other hand, the Texans, we talked about them earlier. They sautéed the Steelers by 24. Sautéed them. Everyone's jumping on the Stroud bandwagon. Everyone's gassing them up. Right? Thinks he's new Hall of Fame quarterback. Falcons are minus one and a half. The Falcons are favored in this game. Again, Falcons started off the year. They started off the year hot. Um, they were two and zero to start this to start the season. And the Texans, it was kind of the reverse. They started out slow, and now they kind of been picking it up here late. But fellas, everyone's everyone's now forgetting the fact that the Falcons the Falcons are decent, and they're way too focused on the fact that oh the Texans just beat up on the Steelers when the Steelers have looked horrendous Steelers need to figure it out I'm not impressed with that with that win at all so the Falcons only being minus one and a half the fact that they're favored at all boom it, it doesn't make sense to a public better and again like I've said before fellas if it doesn't make sense it makes sense Falcons minus one and a half that's the first fishy line going for Falcons then we look at Rams versus Eagles in a great matchup. The undefeated 4-0 Eagles are minus 4 in LA against the Rams. Now again, an undefeated team, fellas. An undefeated team that's covered every week. Right? Versus a Rams team that that's they're 2-0. You know, they've played some tough games. They're 2-0. Or 2-2, my bad. They're 2-2. But, fellas, that line is way too close. Way too close. The number of people that I see gassing the Eagles up, even though though they haven't looked good, and they really haven't, fellas. If If you've watched these games, you would know. They really haven't looked that good. I know they're undefeated. I get it. I'll give them props because they are still undefeated. But... Every single team and bad teams have hung in there. The commanders took them to overtime. And we saw what the Bears just did to them yesterday. I'm not impressed at all. I think the Rams can go in there. Again, they're at home. Cooper Cup coming back. 
I think the Rams are going to potentially just win outright. But again, that plus four, it doesn't make sense, so it makes sense. Rams plus four against the Eagles. Now let's take a look at the third third game. Because there's a lot of them this week, fellas. There's a, there's a lot of trap games this week. A lot. And you'll see this, you'll see this after a week where the public maybe had a particularly good week. Right? They're all feeling good about themselves. Oh, I, I, I went hit four out of my last five plays last Sunday. Like, I got this thing down. No, you don't. No, you don't. Come here, son. Get spanked this week. Vikings versus the Chiefs. Vikings have not looked good at all this year. I mean, plain and simple, they have not been good at all. Chiefs, on the other hand, right? They're 3-1. and one. Sketchy game against the Jets last week in New York. But they still got the win. If Mahomes doesn't slide there at the end, you know, they probably win by 10 points. Um, but Mahomes had a horrendous game. Horrible game. And the Jets and Zach Wilson played probably their best game that they will all year. Um, so again, the Vikings being plus three and a half here, it just, it doesn't make sense. It, it simply does not make sense. Why you would be fading, the, why you would fade the Chiefs here as a public better, it makes no sense. If you just go through the two schedules of these two teams, there's, there's no way you pick the Vikings. There's absolutely no way. And if it doesn't make sense, fellas, it makes sense. Vikings plus three and a half versus the Chiefs. And again, I would just probably sprinkle that money line there because it just looks super fishy. I would. Fourth game. And we got five games that we're going over. Fourth game, we're looking at Broncos versus the Jets. Shout out to the Broncos, man. Bronco Nation, they got their first dub last week over the Bears. Comeback victory. You'll love to see it. And the Jets still have yet to win since week one. When Josh Allen gifted them, handed them that game. Now the Broncos, they really haven't looked good either. Fellas, again, this was their first win last week and it was against the Bears who up until yesterday were 0-4, worst team in the league. And the Jets just got done playing the Chiefs in a hard-fought game, I mean, they only lost by three, right? That's what that's what's in everyone's mind. Everyone has been saying to me, why aren't the Jets ranked higher? They almost beat the Chiefs. They should have beaten the Chiefs. It was the ref's fault. Yada, yada, yada. Fella, they, they, I, it blows my mind. It's like, it's like these people don't actually watch the games. And if they do, they're not watching all of them. Because they think that Mahomes is going to have that poor of a game every single week. And they think that Zach Wilson is now an ideal starter for the Jets that he's going to throw for 250 plus yards every single week. Absolutely not. Again, that was the Jets best possible game, probably the best game that they'll play all year. And it was the chiefs worst game and the chiefs still won by three. And it could have been a 10 point victory. It's as simple as that. So everyone's gassing up the jets, gassing up the jets. And on the other side, we got the Broncos who have, been hanging in there in every single game except for the Miami game, obviously, right? They gave up 70 points, lost by 50. So, again, that's another narrative. 
You got two narratives here in play that are stuck in all public betters' minds. Broncos lost by 50 to the Dolphins. They're terrible. And the Jets played the Chiefs close. So Jets should be easy here, right? What do you think the line is? Broncos are favored here by minus two and a half. I mean, it's fellas, it's an easy call. If it doesn't make sense, it makes sense. Broncos to win by a field goal or more. It's going to happen. Zach Wilson's going to shit himself this week. I mean, think about how demoralizing it must be to play your best possible game, your best game as an NFL quarterback, and you can't even win the game? You can't even win the game? When the other team played horribly, you still couldn't win when you were at your best? That's scary, and it's got to be demoralizing. Now you've got Russell Wilson and the Broncos coming into town. And they're hungry. They got some They got some real momentum. They got some real momentum now. And now they're going to take it out on the Jets. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. Now for our last fishy line of Friday. And the clear game of the week. Cowboys versus 49ers. 49ers. One of the only... Two teams who are undefeated. They're 4-0. Cowboys 3-1 with their only loss coming to the Cardinals in a complete shutdown on both sides of the ball. (sighs) This is a tough one. This is a tough game. And although I'm putting it as a fishy line, I could see the game going both ways. I really could. Right? The 49ers are minus three and a half over the Cowboys. My issue with this line is that it's in San Fran. Okay, it's in San Fran. And not only that, but San Fran is the team who's undefeated. Right? They're the team with all the hype. They're the team with all the momentum still. The Cowboys are the team that took a step back. Getting beat by the Cardinals. That that was a step back for them. You know, all those Cowboys fans, you know, they were gassing them up. We should be number one. We should be number one. Boom. Then you lose outright to the Cardinals. You can't have that. You cannot have that. So, I mean, public mindset-wise, public's got to be on the 49ers here. They have to be. But I'm not losing faith in the Cowboys. And I'm not going to judge them just off of one game. Sure, they had a horrible game against the Cardinals. That's fine. Bills had a horrible game against the Jets. And look what they've done since then. They've bounced back in a big way. Look what the Cowboys did last week against the Patriots. They bounced back in a big way. Now, both of these teams haven't really been tested this year as far as the competition that they've played, right? Neither of them have really played tough tough opponents. But the one thing, the, one, the edge that I give to the Cowboys are, again, I think the loss is almost a good thing, right? They were playing from behind. The Niners have not had to do that at all this year. They're not accustomed to that. So if the Cowboys can jump out to an early lead, that's unfamiliar That's unfamiliar territory for the Niners. Not only that, but the, the Cowboys also played the Jets, who I know the Jets haven't been good. 
but their defense has been the bright spot for that team. And again, it's a good defense. And the 49ers have a good defense, and the Cowboys have a good defense. It's, it's, a, it's a good matchup, fellas. But again, I have to go Cowboys plus three and a half because, <coughs> excuse me, it just it doesn't make sense as far as public mindset. Public's going to be all over the 49ers at home. Why, and why wouldn't you, right? They're undefeated still. And you look at you look at the Cowboys losing to the Cardinals. How could you not take the 49ers at home to continue the undefeated streak? I mean, I mean, it's just simple. So again, let me just recap the five fishy lines for Friday. These are the picks that I'm going with personally. Falcons minus one and a half. The Rams plus four, sprinkling on the money line. The Vikings plus three and a half, sprinkling on the money line. Broncos minus two and a half over the Jets. And the Cowboys plus three and a half over the 49ers. And again, I would sprinkle the money line there as well. Any any line, if I really think it's a trap and it's, you know, anywhere from, I, I would say anywhere anywhere under a touchdown. So plus six or lower, like we saw plus six with the Bears yesterday. You, you might as well sprinkle on the money line, fellas. I mean, Bears at plus six yesterday and they win by 20, right? I mean, that money line would have been plus, it was plus two something. That's good value. That's some, that's some good value. Um, so you might as well sprinkle. You might as well. Uh, I think that wraps it up as far as our Friday show goes. Um, make sure to follow on TikTok at Fade the Narrative. Um, last minute updates, fellas. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be posting videos there. Um, because again, I have signed up for all of the sports books, emails and all that. So when they send out those emails, which they do every week, they do, I'll be able to make those, those updates. And I'll be able to sort of let you guys know, uh, beforehand so that you guys can get ahead of those trap games. If you haven't already, and I appreciate y'all tuning in. This is going to be a weekly thing as far as during the NFL season goes, I'm thinking it'll probably be bi-weekly, maybe even more. Once we start getting into college basketball, um, maybe get another day in here for college football as well. But I appreciate y'all tuning in for the first ever episode of Fade the Narrative. Um, and I'll see y'all next week. Peace.